The Chicago Bulls played their second to last preseason game last night against the Toronto Raptors. We're going to go over my takeaways from that game, and we're going to ask the question, did P-Will just lose his starting spot? We're going to talk about all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And so, the Chicago Bulls lost 102 to 106 to the Toronto Raptors yesterday. And this was a game where the turnovers and fouls really dictated the story of the game, as well as the execution defensively from the Toronto Raptors that have always given the Chicago Bulls troubles with the way they're able to play defense, right? That's a common theme and a thing with the, when the Bulls face off against the Toronto Raptors. And so, you know, I want to start off with some of the negatives here. I'll get into more of the positives on the back half of it. But, you know, the, the Chicago Bulls came into the season wanting to shoot more three-pointers. And this was one of the games where a little bit of that ISO, heavy isolation ball, really reared its ugly head uh, for the Chicago Bulls yesterday, and it really hurt. We also didn't get the number of threes up that we've been getting over the course of the preseason as well. But then when you look at the fact of 26 foul calls, 22 turnovers, it's really difficult to overcome a game when you're, when you're turning over the ball that much and fouling the other team that much. It just is, right? And so the Chicago Bulls really need to look at some execution things, and turnovers have really been a big story for the Chicago Bulls over the course of this preseason. Now, we know that the Bulls came in really trying to, I guess so to say, like uh, move the ball around more, more ball movement, more movement off the ball. That's was, was some of the focuses for the Chicago Bulls, and it's bred more turnovers. And so it's been a consistent theme throughout the preseason, except for the second Denver game where the Bulls only had nine turnovers. But if you take away that game, the Chicago Bulls are averaging almost 20 turnovers per game that's just not going to cut it, right? The number of additional shots, the number of assists, it's not worth it if you're if you're turning over the ball that much. It's just you're giving the, the other team too many opportunities in transition. And one of the reasons why last season the Chicago Bulls were a top five defense really came down to their ability to limit transition points by the other team. If you're turning over the ball that much, you're not going to get those same opportunities defensively. So, you know, the Bulls got to tighten those type of things up. But outside of that, Zach Levine is season ready. Like, at the end of the day, Zach Levine looked like the best player out there for the Chicago Bulls. It looked like he understood where and when to get to his spots. It looks like he understood when he could take players off the dribble, when he can, you know, do a quick catch and shoot. He just seems like he was playing with a different level of understanding how to go about his own game. And we've seen a very much more engaged defensively Zach Levine over the course of these preseason games when he's played as well. So those are signs for encouragement. Zach Levine going 10 of 19, 3 of 8 from three-point range. Uh, four rebounds, three assists, two steals, 25 points from Zach Levine. But then on top of that, Nikola Vucevic as well, eight of 13 from the field, uh, one for one from three-point range, 20 points and 10 rebounds, one assist from Nikola Vucevic, and it was a quiet 20 points. I really did not realize he had that many points uh, when it was all set, when he checked out. And so, you know, Vooch is just, he he is just so steady and so consistent for the Chicago Bulls team on that offensive side of the ball, and he just goes about his work. When Vooch is in his mode, it looks so flawless out there for the Chicago Bulls. And so, listen, Vooch, uh, great night from Vooch. He deserves to, you know, get that type of accolade and really, you know, get be featured a little bit more in the offense as well. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, 6-15 of 15 in this game. DeMar, more of a facilitator, five assists, one steal from him in this game. 
He was active defensively as well. You know, he got caught out of position a couple of times. Um, so, you know, those are positives. Kobe White went down with a leg injury. and He started rubbing his knee at one point, and I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was completely terrified when that happened. I really did, you know, worry. The Chicago Bulls have a point guard curse when it comes to knees, and so I'm glad that he was able to overcome that. But then you also got to look at Javon Carter, Torrey Craig. There was a stretch in the third quarter where they were out there with the starters because of Kobe being down, Pat basically being benched, and, you know, everything wasn't perfect. Uh, Torrey Craig didn't shoot the ball too extremely well. Uh, Neither did Javon Carter uh, either, you know, going one of four in that. But overall, like, um, the energy that they played with, the uh, way they were able to get out in transition, Javon Carter taking those transition threes, didn't make it. But, you know, more times than not, those were going to go in. But that, it, it was fun. It was a fun brand of defensive basketball uh, that we got to see when they were out there with the starters and they were getting out in transition, playing pretty well. It was good to see, right? And so, you know, there were some bright spots in that. But, you know, the Bulls got to shoot the ball better. Uh, you know, they shot the ball. I think it was over 50% from the field in the first half. They ended up shooting 44%. And they were like 46% from three, uh, end up finishing 34%. They got to be a little bit tighter on those things. But like I said, not getting to the free throw line, they didn't adapt to the defense of the Toronto Raptors well at all. Some of those bad habits really showed out for the Chicago Bulls in that as well. Um, Alex Caruso did miss this game, but it was a minor ankle injury. Uh, Billy Donovan said it's nothing serious. They just wanted to take a precautionary, have him go ahead and sit. Uh, It's preseason. It doesn't mean anything. So, you know, that's it, right? Um... And, you know, Kobe and his minutes played well, too. I don't want to overlook talking about Kobe because Kobe's won that starting point guard role. Like, I, I don't, there's no more questions for that. Um, anybody who's still questioning that to me is just not watching the games. But um, other than that, <clears throat> one of the biggest concerns in the game – sorry, y'all, I'm still fighting it. Um, one of the biggest concerns in the game was P-Will. Um, Bench in the second half of the game uh, for that stretch that I talked about, Torrey Craig being out there, and, you know – I don't want to start any controversy, but there may be a chance that Patrick Williams just lost the starting point, the power forward role. And the reason why I say that is that Billy Donovan, these are words from Billy Donovan, says no. Uh, for, when asked if uh, the substitution was pre-planned, he says no. First of all, I wanted to talk to him about it because we talked about some of it before the game. There was a lot of opportunities for him to get to the backboard and offense rebounds. We talked about it, and I don't like the way we came out. Uh, we can't just... Run away from phys- physicality, and I think you're going to run. You're going uh, to run out of it. You've got to lean into it. Not necessarily meet force with force, but you're going to have to to scream to free each other up and help each other. Can we get uh, that when the game starts? Can we get what what he's on the glass? That's what we need to get to. And so Billy Donovan even having questions about Patrick Williams' performance. Right, Torrey Craig came in, and outside of the two amazing chase down blocks he had for the Chicago Bulls, he just brought the right energy. Keeping in mind, like I said. Uh, Torrey Craig didn't shoot the ball amazingly well either in this game. Uh, Patrick Williams was very more active in the second half once he did get back into the game, but he still finished 4-13, from the three-point range. Did get 10, um, 10 points, three uh, rebounds, two assists. But Patrick Williams now has 10 rebounds over four games playing in the preseason, and that's a little bit concerning. And so they, you, you want to see the Bulls tighten those type of things up. Uh, Patrick Williams has to unlock something because if he doesn't, Torrey Craig is there to take his starting position. He will take that position just by the nature of how he executes. And so, you know, like I said, we have two now aggressive games for P-Will, one passive game. He was aggressive in the second half. He didn't get the results out of that aggression, but those are the type of things you want to see. He did take players off the dribble when he had mismatches, things like that. that that's good to see and encouraging from Patrick Williams. 
but he has to tighten so much up in this game. And so, listen, I would not be surprised if they take a look at Torrey Craig out there with the starters in the final preseason game, if the starters do play, and P. Will's put himself into that position. One of the things that I called for from P. Will in preseason before the season started was to say, P. Will has to come in and execute so well that it's not a conversation of Torrey Craig taking uh, his position. He hasn't done it, right? He hasn't done it. And so, you know, nothing right now is, is perfect for this team. They're, they are a work in progress. Patrick Williams, even after the game, saying this, I feel confident where I'm at and what I've been able to show and also the team. And so, listen, he has some things to work on for sure. And Pat being confident is one thing. We need Pat to have confidence, aggression, and execution in some areas. I've said it before. I'm never somebody who expects Patrick Williams as being the fifth option on offense to score a bunch of points, but he has to execute well to bring in the energies even more that even more important when you're not a feature player in the offense. And Pat has to find a way to do that. And if Pat can't do that consistently, he is going to find himself the odd man out. And so, you know, let's let's hope that Patrick Williams, once the season's on, can find it more because Kobe's found it, right? The thing that we're seeing from Kobe is aggression and consistency and um, confidence from, from Kobe White, right? And this helped propel him to the point where he now basically owns that starting point guard spot outright, right? As long as he can stay healthy. But Pat has to unlock some things, man. You can't keep making excuses for Pat. He has to bring it and. You know, I know that he has it in him. I think most people understand that he has it in him. But, you know, rebounding is a focus now. And so, I, I, you know, I even talked to somebody in the comments that said, like, oh, well, Pat can't be in position to rebound because he's guarding the team's best perimeter player. Well, first, he's not always guarding the team's best perimeter player. But you know what? A player like Jimmy Butler, who does do that, still finds a way to get almost six rebounds per game. It's still there. Nobody's saying that people need to average 10 rebounds per game. But the two, the three isn't going to cut it right now with where Patrick Williams is at and the, and the, and the spot that he's on this team and, and how we need that from that power forward position. So let's hope that it comes along for Pat. He it, Listen, it's in there somewhere. He just has to consistently unlock it. So let's see. Now, before we go, um, I'm just going to address this because a couple of people have asked about it. Victor Oladipo. Should the Bulls look to sign Victor Oladipo? No. Victor Oladipo brings nothing that we need. Nothing. So no. Keep Victor Oladipo up off my team. Um, we don't need any more guards. I know he can play some small forward as well. We don't really need it. Not my opinion. You guys can let me know what you think down below. But that's it. I'm sorry. Not as long of an episode. As you can hear, my voice is in and out. So I appreciate you guys so much. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like we like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.